You are listening to day 10 of the self-love challenge series on Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. It's time to talk about people-pleasing. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the self-love challenge series on Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Sorensen, a former teacher, current homeschool mom, and a certified life coach. Whether you teach in a traditional classroom or from your kitchen table, I'm here to help you not only survive, but thrive as an educator. Let's go on a self-love journey over these next 14 days so you can pour some of that same love you give to your kids, your families, your communities, to somebody who deserves it just as much, yourself. To get started with the free self-love challenge, I recommend starting from the first episode and listening through each day. But to get the full challenge experience, go to wifeteachmommy.com slash self-love challenge to register for free to get the scorecard to track your progress, a daily email with the link to your audio coaching lesson and your journal prompt. It is free and registering will get you more support with the challenge. Now let's get to today's coaching lesson. As you heard, our topic for today is people-pleasing. We're going for it now. We're in day 10. We can do this, my wonderful teacher friend. Now, I really wanted to talk about people-pleasing today because it is something that all of us tend to do every now and then because we are human. And as we've talked about, and we'll dive into even more tomorrow, we are wired for connection with each other. And because of this, we don't like the feeling of disconnection from each other. So that's what we're going to focus on today. Now, some people-pleasing can be because we want approval and validation from others, which we're going to talk about even more tomorrow about validation and what we want from other people. But what all people-pleasing tends to have in common is that we tell ourselves we're doing it because we want to make the other person happy. But as I'm about to show you, that's usually actually not the full truth. Let me give you an example from inside our Ask a Coach portal in Wife Teacher Mommy Club. Now, there's a good chance you don't know what that is. So let me just explain for a second. So Wife Teacher Mommy Club is our signature coaching program. And the biggest part of that is that you get to come and join me and other Wife Teacher Mommy Club coaches on calls. I generally do a call about once a week and then we have another panel of coaches. So we usually have about two calls a week. You can come on and get coached or we teach on a variety of topics and everything. So that is like the highlight. All of those get put onto a podcast feed. Also, there's our resources and our Educate and Rejuvenate events and the other things. But there's this other feature in there when you're logged in that you can go to the Ask a Coach portal. And this is where you can submit a question to our coaches at any time, like whatever you're struggling with, like you can just get it out. You can do your like brain dump, your thought download of all your thoughts, like as you're like observing yourself, get it all in there. And if you need help looking at it from a more objective perspective, because we can only get so objective, right? We become the observer, but it sometimes helps to bring in another observer as well, especially a trained life coach. So in the Ask a Coach portal, you get to submit a question. We get back to you as soon as we can, and it's in the portal. The great thing about the portal is you submit a question. It's anonymous, but then you can also read other people's questions too and search and see, oh, has anybody asked about this before and read the other responses? In fact, you can hear a bunch of Ask a Coach examples on the podcast. If you go back to the episode, I don't remember the number, but it is called Your Biggest Teacher Questions Answered by Me. I took a bunch of the Ask a Coach questions that I had answered, and I actually read the questions and answers aloud on the podcast, which I'm about to do with just one right now for you. 
So if you are a Wife Teacher Mommy Club member and you're not utilizing that feature, make sure to make good use of it. It is really quite awesome. I love using it in the membership that I'm in because even as a coach, sometimes it's nice to get that outside perspective. Like I'll even put, here's my model. Like recently I put one in and they're like, you know what? I actually think that thought isn't what's causing a problem for you. I think it's something deeper. And they were right. And that helped me to get in the right direction to see what was really going on for myself. And it was great because they didn't like, I haven't been able to attend any of the calls in that membership recently, but I got so much just from submitting that question. So if you're not in the club, it's a great reason to join another way to get personalized support with whatever you need. But anyways, so I want now that I've explained what it is, so you know exactly what I'm talking about. I want to share an example of a question that came in from one of our members. They wrote in and said the following about a conflict with their teacher team. Here's what she had to say. When I suspect that someone is upset with me, I immediately start worrying. It takes up so much negative energy and space. Also, when we do meet to talk it over, I've usually magnified the problem to where it is even bigger than it was. Any advice? So how many of you have done this? I know I have. In fact, I did it last night when my husband was upset, seemingly. And I was like, oh, he must be upset at me. He must be. And it was yesterday. I was record- I recorded days one through nine and the intro episode and everything of the show. So I was in here recording for a while and I thought he was mad at me because of that. Um Turns out he was just hungry, but I just kept being like, why are you upset? And inside, I was like kind of causing all this feelings inside myself. So again, even as a life coach in the middle of recording this self-love challenge, again, we're all human. So we all do this. But in this case, she says she wants to make this person happy, right? She is trying to people please this teacher team member, even when she didn't even know what they wanted, right? She was just like, I suspect they're upset. Now I'm trying to people please. I'm going to like do what I can about this situation to try to make this person feel better. Of course, we do this when we know what they want to. So if I tried to find the reason with my husband, other times they might even say, they might even say exactly like, I wish you would have done this. I wish you would have done that. Or I want you to do this. So we try to people please and do what they want if we know what it is. If we don't, we try to figure it out. So the reason I share this example is because of the question I asked her in my response that I feel it can apply in any sort of people pleasing situation, whether it's one like this where you're like, I just think they're upset or whether it's like, I'm doing this because I just want to make them happy. Here is what I had to say to her. So I said, the first thing we would say in coaching is to notice that you are getting into someone else's model. So tapping onto my response for a sec. So for those of you listening, again, the model is when we look at our circumstances, divide it from our thoughts, separate the thoughts and the circumstances. And we realize that it's not our circumstances, but our thoughts that drive our feelings, our actions and results. So when I say we're getting into someone else's model, We're trying to look at their thoughts and feelings and manipulate their actions and results instead of staying in our own. Okay, back to my response. This means that you're not, and I guess I explained it in my response right after. This means that you're not staying in your lane about whatever the situation is, but you're getting into their thoughts, feelings, and actions rather than your own. Oftentimes, this leads us to make assumptions, whether they be true or not. Example, they used a certain tone of voice and we automatically assume they are upset. Maybe they are, or maybe they even tell us as such, and we aren't just guessing, but other times we are making situations in our heads that aren't reality since we don't have all the information about what is going on inside their head. And oftentimes that leads to people-pleasing and unintentionally trying to manipulate or control the situation to try to fix it. If that is the case, this is often where making the situation worse happens. So the question to think about when this comes up is, am I trying to fix this for that person's sake Or do I want to fix it so I can feel better and stop worrying? Sometimes when we really stop and think about it, it is the latter. 
in general as humans, we don't like feeling negative emotions. So a lot of times it's not the full truth that we just want them to feel better. We also want to feel better. We don't want to be worried about the situation. So if we fix it for them, they'll stop doing things that we say are making us feel worried or whatever we're feeling. And this member actually came back to a coaching call and said it was a huge aha moment for her and that she was doing the people pleasing because she wanted to feel better. And she said in her original asking, as she even said in that original question I read, she was worrying and she didn't want to have to worry about what they thought anymore. So she was trying to please them so she could stop worrying about it. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. We can never control what other people think. We could be teacher of the year and people could still be upset. We can't control them. But when we try to people please, we often what happens is we abandon ourselves in the process. So self-abandonment is a less common term than people pleasing, but I think it needs to be more well known. So we realize what we're actually doing. It is what happens when we are people pleasing often. Self-abandonment is a pattern of neglecting or disregarding our own needs and well-being in favor of being perceived, in favor of meeting the perceived needs and expectations of others. So this can look like neglecting our personal needs, suppressing our thoughts and feelings, overextending ourselves to please others, difficulty saying no, seeking external validation, and ultimately feeling unfulfilled because remember, we are not giving ourselves our own needs, so we're not filling those up. It stems from fear of rejection or criticism and being afraid of all the feelings that come with that. So instead, we think that abandoning our own needs is easier than not meeting their needs. But is abandoning our own needs loving ourselves? We're talking all about self-love right now. And that is not self-love. As we've been talking about this whole challenge, we don't want to avoid our needs for the sake of other people. But if you can relate to this, you're not alone. This is something that many of us have found ourselves doing. I dove into this work a lot with my therapist and my life coach. And just by diving in internally with all my studies and my certification and beyond, I do the same thing we all do. And this is why through the observation of ourselves that we've been talking about this whole challenge, we can understand more why we are doing this. Then we can choose a new direction by setting healthy boundaries and keeping them. So let's talk for a minute about what a boundary is. So a boundary is not something we use to control other people. It is something that we choose to do when a limit we have decided on ahead of time has been crossed. For example, you might have a boundary that if someone yells at you, you will leave the room. Now, a boundary can either be a spoken boundary where you say, hey, if you do this, then I'm going to do this. You let them know ahead of time. Or it can be an unspoken boundary where you just... Keep it to yourself until the boundary is actually crossed, and then you let them know about the boundary. Either way, it's up to you. A boundary isn't something like, you can't yell at me because we can't control other people. We can't say, you can't yell at me. They're like, um, watch me, right? But it is what you will do if they choose to take that action. You know, of course, with children, like we might even have rules, right? Like where th certain things will happen if they do things again. But generally with other adults, we need to just have these healthy boundaries. Now, boundaries aren't about manipulating other people, but about honoring ourselves. You can feel peaceful and even loving when you're setting a boundary. In fact, when you have healthy boundaries, it often allows you to love that person more because you won't be feeling resentment because you have that healthy boundary. You're taking care of yourself and therefore you have more energy to help them in ways that you are willing to, right? Then we can work on having our own back with these boundaries because it's one thing to decide on a boundary and it's another thing to honor that boundary. And that is the really important part to do. What we need to do is remember that as we honor our boundaries, whatever they think about our choices, whatever they think about the boundary is their business, not ours. 
If they think anything about you about it, that's not your problem. That is their model, their thoughts, their feelings, their actions and results. And those are their responsibility, not yours. But by holding these boundaries, that is an act of self-love for yourself. And the more you practice holding these boundaries, the better you'll get at it. So today in your journal, reflect on the ways that you have been people-pleasing and self-abandoning and what specific boundaries you might want to create to protect yourself in those areas where you have been doing that, to choose a new direction with those things. So those journal prompts should be in your inbox right now if you register for the challenge. Remember, registering is free. So if you haven't registered yet, go to wifeteachermommy.com slash self-love challenge, and then you'll get the journal prompts in your inbox. You will get a reminder to do the challenge each day. It's going to help you have a lot more progress with this challenge. Okay, that is everything for today. But tomorrow, we are going to talk about showing ourselves love and internal validation instead of always seeking that external validation, which is what leads us into what we were doing today. So it all ties together in this challenge. Every single day, it's all going to tie together. You're going to learn so much over these two weeks about yourself, and you're almost there. You're doing amazing. Keep it up, and we'll talk tomorrow. Thank you for participating in our self-love challenge. For the complete challenge experience, make sure to go to wifeteachermommy.com slash self-love challenge to get the scorecard and a daily email with each of the journal prompts for free. And if you're enjoying this challenge, please consider sharing the love by sharing that same link, wifeteachermommy.com slash self-love challenge with a teacher friend or a homeschool friend or all of the people you know who might be interested in this free resource. We have a mission to help as many educators as possible, whether they teach children in a classroom or in their living rooms, to not only survive as an educator, but to thrive in teaching and life. This challenge has been brought to you by Wife Teacher Mommy Club, my signature coaching program created especially for teachers and homeschool parents. Inside the club, you can join us for weekly live life coaching with me and fellow club coaches, VIP access to our summer and winter educate and rejuvenate conferences, a library of resources to save you time, and even a private podcast feed where you'll get to listen to every single coaching call we've ever done, all the educate and rejuvenate sessions, and so much more. If you love this challenge, why not spend just a few minutes checking it out and seeing if it's right for you? It may just be the ultimate gift of self-love that you could give yourself because it'll help you take what you've learned in this challenge from the 2x level to the 10x level. So go to wifeteachermommy.com club to learn more. I would love to see you there, but either way, I will keep seeing you right here on Wife Teacher Mommy, the podcast. If you are listening to this right now, that means you've listened all the way to the tail end of this episode, even after the outro. And if you want more where this podcast is coming from, I've got you. If you are hearing this message right now, that means you still have time to grab our limited time offer to join us in Wife Teacher Mommy Club for just $14 for your first month in a celebration of the release of our self-love challenge. For the month of February 2024, you can get your first month of the club for just $14 instead of the normal $37 for your first month. This is a great way to try out the club and see if it's right for you all while getting lots more support during the self-love challenge. You'll be able to come to our coaching calls and ask your questions, get personalized support from me 
and fellow Wife Teacher Mommy Club coaches. And if you decide to join us on the annual plan, you're all in and you're going to join us for a year, you'll get an even bigger discount plus some exclusive February-only swag, including a planner and a teacher tee. So go to wifeteachermommy.com club to learn more about the club and see all that it has to offer. Going to check out the sales page is not a firm commitment, so just go check it out and see if it's for you. It just might be the ultimate gift of self-love that you could give yourself. I hope to see you on the next coaching call inside Wife Teacher Mommy Club.